Welcome to Drop the Bags, Bitch, the podcast, where we talk about healing from traumatic marriages and divorces. I'm your host, Melinda Gerdung, certified life coach, domestic violence survivor, and the divorce coach for women who want to get over their ex and live their best life. Hello, my friends. So this week, I want to talk about the concept of fact versus story. And I think this can be a really powerful way to take control over your own narrative and take back your power in your life. Taking our power back is a really important component of healing from abusive or toxic relationships. When you've been living for so long in an abusive relationship, you have come to feel so powerless in your own life. And so part of healing is reclaiming that power. So the fact versus story concept, I define a fact as something that is provable in a court of law. So it has no opinion in it. It's something that every single person in the world could agree on, right? Something like the sky is blue or... It is 56 degrees outside, right? We can look at the sky and say, yep, that's blue, or look at a thermometer and say, yes, it reads 56 degrees. And then story is what we tell ourselves about those facts. So it would be like saying that 56 degrees is cold or that the blue sky is pretty, right? Those are opinions about the facts. One person could think that 56 degrees is cold, but another person could think that 56 degrees is comfortable. It's not something that everyone could agree on. There is subjectivity to it, right? It's the meanings that we are giving to the facts. And we all tell ourselves stories. And sometimes we don't realize that we're telling a story. We just think we're stating the facts, but it's actually a story. And a lot of the time, it's a painful story, a story of victimhood. And it can be really powerful to take your story, the story you have, whatever it is, and split it out into its parts of story versus fact. And so when I do this, I would write out first my story exactly as I would tell it to a friend, right? No editing, just free flow. And then I would go back and extract only the facts from it and just rewrite those and then compare the two. And this lets me see what I've been telling myself and separate what I've been telling myself versus just the facts of the matter or just straight what happened. And I'd like to give you a practical example. So this is an exercise that I did a few years ago when I was working on the story that I had about my romantic relationships. And so the the assignment that I'd been given by my coach was to first write out the story I had about my romantic relationships, exactly how I think about it. And then the second thing I was to write out is I was to go back and I was to extract only the facts. No, um, I wasn't allowed to put anything negative. I had to either just put neutral facts or if I wanted to, I could put a positive spin on things. And so I'm just going to read those for you so you can see the difference between the two. So in the first writing, I wrote my story 
the way I would normally write it with all the the negative thoughts that I had regarding my romantic relationship. So I started. So it goes like this. My boyfriend in high school would always compare me to his female friends and wish I could be more like them. My first boyfriend in college was always checking out other girls even when I was right there. I'm pretty sure he cheated on me all the time. He would flirt and make plans with other girls when I was right there. He wanted me to get a boob job. Oh, had a bunch of girls. I guess he never really committed to me, but I was upset when he rejected me in favor of someone else. D had a girlfriend that he kept a secret while he dated me. At least I thought we were dating. Originally, he preferred my roommate. He was always trying to impress her. And when he figured out she wasn't interested, he moved on to me. He broke my heart. S only became interested in me after he spent the whole semester chasing K, who was not interested. I am always the second choice, never the first choice. I'm someone that someone will settle for when they discover they cannot get anyone better. I am not the kind of girl that guys want to chase. I married B, but he was never really into me. I used to feel so bad and unwanted and undesirable. He told me that I'm cute but not sexy. He treated me like I was really gross. R was really into me and told me I was really beautiful to him, but that was because he turned out to be kind of nasty. Someone that I am also attracted to wouldn't be attracted to me like that. C says he is attracted to me, but only when I ask him, so that doesn't count. He has to lie when I ask him. I really shouldn't ask him. It puts him in an uncomfortable position. He has posters of models, and he likes to go to Hooters. I know he gets movies that feature boobs prominently, the big fake kind. I think he likes big boobs. I do not have big boobs, so I can never be his type. He would prefer someone with big boobs. If someone with bigger boobs comes along, he will probably discard me in favor of her. He will do the same as the other guys because I am never the first choice. I am a placeholder until something better comes along. I am never the prize unless it is the consolation prize. It makes me sad that I can never be attractive to see because I find him so attractive. It hurts me that it will always be one-sided. I think even when he is with me, he will have to think of porn in order to have sex with me because he cannot be into me. I am not his type. I am not attractive. I am not worth being with. Right? So that was my first unedited story that I had regarding my romantic relationships. And you can tell there's a lot of really painful beliefs. It's one of those things I go back and read it. Like I can remember being that person, but it feels so far removed from me. And honestly, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to read those words knowing that I wrote them. All right, so now I'll read you the second part of the assignment, which was to rewrite the story using only neutral facts and thoughts that I can believe that are neutral or even positive, right? No negative thoughts or interpretations. So this is what I wrote in that second prompt. So it says, my high school boyfriend had characteristics he liked and wished more people had. My first boyfriend in college was exploring what he liked in women. I helped him in that exploration. O was exploring what he liked in women. I helped him in that exploration. D was lonely and missed his girlfriend. He looked for girls that reminded him of her. My roommate and I both had characteristics that reminded him of her. S likes blondes. K and I are both blondes. B felt bad about himself 
and needed me to also feel bad. I also made him feel bad. R found me attractive. He frequently told me he lusted after me. He told me I was beautiful to him all the time. He told me I was the best girlfriend he ever had. C likes women. I am a woman. He is choosing to be with me right now. He is kind to me about my appearance. So you can see how different they are. How the version with either just facts or like skewed to the positive is so much less emotionally charged. And I was able to take some of my power back by telling myself the second version of it. Right, Because ultimately, it was the same things that happen. But in the second version, I'm looking at it in a different light. Looking at it in a light that doesn't mean that I'm broken, worthless, or not worth being with. And I was able to take some of my power back by telling myself that version. Because if you're like me, something will happen. And you'll rehash it in your head over and over and over again. And it's just like the same story over and over and over again. And I did this with my abusive ex too. And the story I had about that. Painful stories. Stories where I was the victim and I was broken and damaged. But it did not benefit me and it did not benefit my life to believe that. And I think when we come to realize that there are alternate stories or alternate views that we can have of ourselves it lets us take control of that narrative and ease some of that pain that we've been carrying around and some people are concerned about doing this because they think they'll be gaslighting themselves but i think this is different from gaslighting yourself right gaslighting yourself would be trying to deny that what you experienced was painful or trying to convince yourself that it wasn't that bad or whatever But this really isn't about denying any pain that you had. It's about owning that pain, right? The sexual assault, that hurt me. When a man I was dating betrayed me, that hurt. And I'm not trying to convince myself otherwise. But what I am doing is leaving the pain in the past. Because the past is the past, right? It's over. It can't be changed. Now, the past only ever exists in your mind. And in your mind, you have all the power. You can choose to tell yourself a version that is less painful so that you don't bring the pain of the past into the present and into the future with you. Right? It's not about denying what happened or denying that you experienced pain in the past. It's about taking back the narrative and taking control of how you see yourself and how you see your life. There's a quote by Friedrich Nietzsche, and it says, To live is to suffer, to survive is to find some meaning in the suffering. And I think this is how we can create our own meaning, right? This is how we get to define ourselves on purpose and with intention. And to tell ourselves things that will serve our growth and serve our highest potential. And I like to give people back their own stories. And what I mean by this is, like, with my abusive ex, what he did to me, that was his story, not mine, right? Those were his actions. That defines him. It doesn't define me. I was just there, right? It means nothing about me and everything about him. And I'm so much more than what happened to me. 
And it was painful to be sure, but I am more than even that pain, right? My life is so much more than that. And these are the stories that I tell myself now, right? Of my own capability, of my, of my abilities to survive hardship, right? Of the wisdom I've gained and the depth and the skill that I have, right? This is what I repeat to myself now, right? I've written myself as the hero of my own story. I tell myself a story of survival, of conquest, not of victimhood. Not to deny that I was never a victim, but rather to own how far I've come, how much I've survived, and to define and make my own meaning about what's possible for me and my life. Because we get to decide what we believe about ourselves. We get to decide what we make our past mean. We get to decide what pieces of the past we want to take with us. We get to decide if we want to just extract the lessons and leave the pain. We can do that. And we do that by what we tell ourselves about the past. And so I'd invite you to try doing this exercise with a story that you have. Try writing out your normal story and then write it out again with either just straight facts or with a positive spin on it. And see how different the fact-only version is. Or see how different it is when you write yourself as the hero of your own story. And see what it would be like to rewrite that story for yourself. And what the impact might be on your life if you told yourself a different telling. Alright, until next time my friends, be well. Hey my friends, if you're ready to get serious about your healing, I have a video of exactly how to recover from a toxic relationship. You can download it at melindagerdongcoaching.com slash subscribe. See you soon.